Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio together after a week away from each other. Did you miss me? Of course. Good. But Joe Weston did a great job. All right. Well, hopefully not too good of a job because I still <laughs> want a job. All right. Let's talk about your thoughts on Wimbledon, sir. Well, it's uh, kind of a fragmented tournament this year because the Russian players were banned. And I think, in my opinion, had the Russian players been there, we might have seen some different results. Novak Djokovic wins for the fourth straight year. Probably was going to win anyway, but fourth straight year and the seventh time overall. He's the Wimbledon champion, beat Nick Karyos yesterday, three sets to one. I really feel like had Daniel Medvedev from Russia been there, might have been a different story, but hey, that's not the case. So Djokovic gets the win. In the case of the women's singles on Saturday, Elena Rybakina got the win. She is Russian. However, she also has residency in Kazakhstan, which is right next door to Russia. And her family and friends said, hey, come on over here. This is when the ban was made against Russian players. So uh, she said, yeah, that's a good idea. Went to established residence in uh, Kazakhstan and uh, went down and played at Wimbledon. She is the first resident of Kazakhstan to ever win at Wimbledon. She beat uh, Ons Jabur, who is not a big name in women's tennis, but happens to be the number two player in the world. That's how much relevancy it is being given in this country, and that's a big mistake. Jabur is a very fine player. She's from Tunisia, and she's the first Arab-African to play at Wimbledon. Two sets to one. There's a great match on Saturday, but that's how it comes out. Well, that's cool to hear. Uh, you know who else is from Kazakhstan? Well, there are a lot of individuals. Borat, that's who's from Kazakhstan. Yeah, Bo- Borat is from <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, well, good. I'm glad you got to watch some, uh, some really good action in the uh, tennis world, in the golf world. Uh, British Open is starting up this uh, week. Tiger going to make the trip? Tiger is there, and he says he has a great chance to win it, which obviously means he feels a whole lot better. And he does. He's won the British Open, the Claret Jug, and he has won it at St. Andrews in the past, which is where they are playing it this year. There is a prelude to it, and this was the very first ever PGA-sanctioned European golf event. It was called the Scottish Open, and they played it in Scotland, obviously, but just up the road from St. Andrews by not a very far distance at all. And as a good warm-up, Tiger Woods did not play in this one. Uh, but over and above all of that, it was a very good competition, good warm-up for the players. And, uh, yep, the British Open begins on Thursday at St. Andrews, and that's the Royal and Ancient. That's where the game began in 1500s. <laughs> There's a lot of history, obviously, involved with it, and it's just a very big deal. And I see a lot of naps in my future, which is very good thing. No All answer. right. Uh, so, uh, NASCAR. Uh, you think they're taking a page out of the old NFL's book of uh, how to promote your sport <laughs> a little bit better with what they've got going on this well, week? Well, I'm a little puzzled about this, and I'm the only one because I've not seen any other comment. But it was the Quaker State 400. Now, I know Quaker State is an oil. It's an additive that goes uh, that a lot of people use, and it's a big deal. But Quaker State is also Pennsylvania. That is the Quaker State. And yet the race is run in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, wait a minute. What about, what's the purpose behind this? Well, there are many, probably. But NASCAR only has one event in Pennsylvania this year, and it is next week at Long Pond. But you'd think that maybe they could rearrange the sponsorship to where the Quaker State 400 would be run in Pennsylvania? No, no, no. Ran it in Georgia. 
just Ned Reynolds being being anal, I guess, about any of these things. You're the one calling me a skeptic. <laughs> Chase Elliott did get the win, and this one held off Ross Chastain down the stretch. Very good race yesterday in Atlanta, but, yep, Quaker State in Georgia. <laughs> Not only a great race, but I'm sure it was hot. Big day for Albert Pujols in the St. Louis Cardinals yesterday, wasn't it? Well, Albert hit his 684th career home run. Getting close, man. He, well, he's still 16 to go if he hits that 700 mark. Uh, but Albert also did get a, a, a All-Star nomination, which is, which is fine. Anyway, the Cardinals scored some runs. That's amazing. As it turns out, they had consecutive shutout games. They ended up with 19 scoreless innings before they finally got a run across the plate. Beat the Philadelphia Phillies yesterday 4-3 to in a dandy. Uh, sacrifice fly by Tommy Edmond in the eighth inning was the ultimate prize for the Cardinals in this one. But they do beat Philadelphia, play Philadelphia again tonight. And then who comes into St. Louis to play the Los Angeles Dodgers? And they are pretty good. They have one of the best records in Major League Baseball. They are cruising. They're playing very well. Maybe not quite as well as they had been because they have injury problems, but are the Cardinals ready for a team like this? Well, we'll we'll find out. But that's tomorrow, tonight. Philadelphia and St. Louis conclude their series. Hopefully they can keep those hot bats as long as possible. All right, they weren't the only ones that played. Uh, Royals and Springfield Cardinals both did as well, huh? Both got wins. The, uh, the Kansas City Royals beat the Cleveland Guardians 5-1. to one. Really interesting game because Zach Greinke threw five innings of shutout baseball. And during that five innings, and this it may not resonate with baseball fans, but pitch counts... Uh, began in 1988. That's when Major League Baseball began to keep track of all the pitches that individuals threw. Yesterday's game, Zach Greinke threw his 50,000th pitch. 50,000 pitches. There's only 17 Major Leaguers who have done that since 1988. Greinke's one of them. Kept right on cranking. And he was 39 years old now. He's and only go five, six innings and that kind of heat up in Kansas City. But did get the win, and the uh, Royals were winners over Cleveland 5-1. to one. Now, the Springbirds also played. They played down in Springdale, Arkansas, and they get the win. Springfield's playing a whole lot better here in the second half. They were able to come away with a victory over the Arkansas Travelers, and that's a good one, too, as 4-1 to one was the final. Edgar Escobar was the winning pitcher in this one. Now the Springbirds are off tonight and then return home for this week, and they'll be playing the Tulsa Drillers. And Tulsa is the Los Angeles Dodgers Double mm-hmm. A Farm Club, and they are very good. That's a series that goes right through on to a Sunday. Then there's a week off in the Texas League after that. So we'll see what happens. It's a lot of fun, and the Springbirds are playing a whole lot better. It's great to have the Cardinals back in town this week. It's going to be hot, but always great competition against the Durlers at Hammonds. All right, so baseball's All-Star game is a week from tomorrow night. I can't believe we're already to the All-Star break. It just blows my mind. You mentioned earlier Albert's going to be one of the uh, the old guys getting into the uh, All-Star. I know they've got another name for it. It's like... What is it? There, there's some kind of name for when they let these guys into the All Star. Well, he wasn't the it, only it, one. He was he was chosen as a reserve, but yeah, that's an honor more than yeah, anything else. Yeah. But the uh, Cardinals have four All Stars, and the Kansas City Royals have one. The Yankees led all teams in the major leagues, as expected. After all, they're the winningest team in baseball. They had six All Stars named, but the four Cardinals, one is a starter. And he should be, and that's Paul Goldschmidt. He'll be the starter at first base. 
Then you have Nolan Arnado, a reserve Nolan Arnado. Well, it's Manny Machado who got the vote. So he's the San Diego Padres third baseman if he is able to play. Machado's had injury problems, so he may be a little bit shaky, but we will see. He has played recently. And then, of course, Albert, they were invited as reserves. And one pitcher, Ryan Helsley from the Cardinals bullpen, who's been pitching very well. He's a flamethrower. Gets in at 9,900 miles an hour. And he is the Cardinals' designated closer right now. He is ending the games for them when they need that help. So there are the four Cardinals. And the one Kansas City Royals player is Andrew Benintendi. And what's interesting about this is Benintendi's having a great year. As the trading deadline approaches, he may be gone. <laughs> when when a lot of these teams who know they're not going to be contenders and the Royals are not, uh, they some of the contending teams come to them, hey, we could use some help. What do you want for him? And so forth and so on. Well, Benintendi may be one of those guys. He's still young. One time Arkansas Razorback played against the Bears a couple of times. But he's a good player. We'll see what happens. Uh, when is that trade deadline? The trade deadline is August one. We're getting close and close. We'll see. Those moves are going to start happening here pretty soon. Ned, you have a great day. It's good to be back in the studio with you. Yes, sir.